Welcome to TalkEerie.com's Joel Natale Show, Erie, Pennsylvania's daily podcast. Every day, we tackle the biggest issues that the Erie PA region faces. Stay informed and involved as we advance the narrative of Erie. Now, here's Joel Natale. Once a month, the mayor of the city of Erie, Joe Schember, joins us via Zoom, and we have the mayor with us today. Uh, how's it going, Mayor? Good to see you, sir. Joel, great to see you as well. Everything is going well. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. I know that it's the end of a long week. It's been it's been pretty nice out weather-wise, and uh, uh, and I'm sure you're, you've got a, a boatload of things that you're working on. Absolutely. There's a lot going on right now. You know, the ARP funding is one of the major things that we're working on right now. Uh, we just hired uh, a woman, Jackie Spry, to kind of be the, the person that heads that up for us. And uh, she just started on Monday. So oh, she's wow. in a heavy learning phase right now. Uh, but we're hoping with her to develop a way people can apply for the ARP funding. And uh, that, that probably is still a couple of weeks away in terms of announcing anything, but we've got a lot of interest uh, in it. We are, when we, with the ARP funding, what we're trying to do is uh, not provide all the money for a project or, or, or some change, but, Ideally, we'd like to provide a third of the money out of ARP. Obviously, it has to be something that qualifies for ARP funding. We would provide a third of it and have two, two other matches. And that way we can triple our 76 million that we're getting to 228 million uh, in investments in Erie. So, Do you get a sense of like what people... Uh, would be interested in making investments in. Uh, you know, we talked a lot about infrastructure and sewers. You got that big sewer deal that you're dealing with right now because of, uh, yes. you know, what is it, hundred year old uh, storm and uh, yes. and sanitary yes. sewers. And so that came out, and uh, the whole yeah. thing with the, um, you know, the new sewer fee. Yes. How, what kind of feedback are you getting on that one? It's been, I guess, kind of mixed, uh, although we think we probably have a good chance of having at least the majority of city council in favor of that, because, uh, you know, we, that kind of became very evident to us by that uh, over a million dollars we had to spend uh, over on the Lower East Side because of the sewer there collapsed and, and, and impacted Frontier Lumber pretty right on their property. Yeah, uh, they were very cooperative with working with us. That's but one of really, our clients. I mean, they're 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 a great yes, business, you know. I mean, they really are. They really are, and we, we need to. We probably need to invest uh, about ten million total right now. That's just for urgent stuff that could turn into what happened over at Frontier Lumber to mm -hmm. prevent that from happening. And we probably will use the city council has to approve all this, so I can't say for sure we're going to do this, but we, we're going to recommend using ARP funding to address that 10 million to get the city kind of up to feeling safe at least. And then, uh, th then we're really hoping we can implement that fee that you mentioned, uh, which uh, th that money would be used solely for repair of the infrastructure underneath Erie streets and, and, and uh, sidewalks and, you know, even under their houses, it's, it's all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you, you have to, do this in kind of systems, right? I mean, it, yes. when I was looking at it, it was like, okay, here's this area, this size of a pipe, and yeah. and and that's how it was it was working, and it was millions yeah. of dollars, yes, for each of these things. The way it looks right now, it, it would be uh, anywhere from three dollars every quarter or every three months 
to $9 every three months for residents based on the size of their property and, and how much concrete and stuff like that they have on it. Uh, so, and I've learned that a lot of cities in Pennsylvania have already implemented such a fee. For instance, Meadville is one, and we're talking about maybe having them come up and talk to city council and explain why this makes sense. Uh, obviously, we, uh, we think it's the right thing to do. Uh, technically, it's not a tax increase, but it's still gonna cost people more money. Uh, but I, I think this is uh, something that's important we put in place for future generations so that the money is there to fix these problems or actually to even prevent these problems from happening because we're getting things fixed before they break down. It, it, you know, talking sewers is not very sexy. It's not, it doesn't, uh, prom it doesn't get people excited. But uh, when you have stuff coming up in your, in, in your floor drain in your basement, you get excited very, very quickly. And so. Absolutely. Yes. I, 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 do you get a sense, uh, and uh, I, this is going to sound esoteric, but you'll, <laughs> you'll roll with it with me. Yes. Do you get a sense that this is a moment where, you know, we could finally stop kicking the can down the road. Uh, I mean, maybe it's because the federal government is just pouring so much cash into communities that, you know, some would say have been left behind. We don't we don't have the economic drivers, let's say, like a Nashville or Charlotte have um, where all those dollars go in. And so this stuff kind of takes care of itself as new development rises. We're still relying on much of our old development that happened maybe sometimes 100 years ago, if not at least 70 right after the war. Uh, I mean, is this a moment where we're kind of playing catch up that we're able to? I think I think we are. I'm really proud of the fact that my team and I solved the city's three major financial problems here during my first term in office. And now we want to move forward on our top priority for the next four years is bring more jobs and more people to Erie. And also now with the ARP money, we want to elevate the minority community, especially to a higher level so that there's not that temptation to go to a life of crime and that sort of thing. But they see the opportunity to get good family sustaining jobs and work in them. Yeah, I, I'm interested in, in when, when we read the Advancing the Vision uh, piece that we talked about last month, uh, there's a there's a lot of connection with the Erie Regional Chamber. And yeah. uh, how often do you meet with uh, James Grunke and his team? And, you know, how how are those conversations going? Yeah, it's usually several times a month. We're together in yeah. various meetings and so, sometimes there are specific meetings. We did. We met with them a couple of weeks ago about the ARP funding and ideas on how, how we should use that. And uh, I'm always available to, to them, you know, James or any of the people that work there. I've been to their new offices for meetings, which are very impressive uh, and up at 12th and State. Uh, and I, I believe in what they're doing. Uh, some of our goals, we set kind of in conjunction with uh, their goals. Like sure. they have a goal of at least a net increase of 2,000 new jobs in Erie County. Right. And when we were setting our goals uh, related to the vision, we talked to them about that, how much of that should be Erie, and they recommended a thousand. So that's what we did. We want to have a thousand new family sustaining jobs in Erie, and that's net. You know, if we lose some, we've got to get to a thousand net. How about other economic development organizations? We just had Tina Mangine in earlier in the week, oh. and and again, they're starting from scratch. I, I mean, we kind of lost ten years 
of of economic development you, you know with with the failure of develop Erie uh, what 2011 or whatever um, uh, and and this concept of not even not even being available for site selectors but even the growing Erie industries the people that are in you know, maybe 10,000 square feet they want to go to 40,000 square feet and we don't have the inventory of whether it's manufacturing space or warehousing or even building a, a, a building a building from scratch, we don't even have the pad ready to go with yes. infrastructure. What I mean, you you used to have Chris Groner on your team. He's now in the county's team. Or uh, I'm still trying to keep track of all that. But what role do you think that the fifth floor has with all that? Well, Chris Groner is actually on both teams. Okay, gotcha. He right. our loan funds, their loan funds, and he's doing a really great job. And I. Kind of part of me hated to lose him, but part of me also said, hey, this is advantageous because now we're going to have access not just to our money, which we doubled the amount of money we have to lend the business here in these first four years, but the, the county has a lot more money that was not in use, and he's getting a lot of that to use in, in the city. I'm, I'm sure Tina talked to you about Erie Malleable Iron and yeah. what's going on mm -hmm. there. That's going to be great to get that eyesore out of there and make it a spot where new new companies want to come to erie one of the one of our biggest frustrations and chris has told me this a number of times he'll be talking to a new business moving to our area and he'll be trying to show them places in erie they can go but every place is not ready for a new business it's got the old business has to be torn down the site has to be prepared so they end up going to mill creek or fairview because there are areas like that but what he's going to do with the Malleable Iron, also what he's going to do over on East 14th between Sassafras and Holland, getting Quincy. that old building down yeah. and getting mm. that straightened up, that's really a, a big help. He's also committed about a million dollars, and actually it's a million dollars of our ARP money that, that will help at Savacchio Park to bring new businesses there that are going to employ minorities and pay a good family-sustaining wage. Yeah, we're hearing that they're, they're kind of zooming in on like food food manufacturing and, and green manufacturing in the food industry at Savaki yes. is, is where yes. uh, Tina was talking. So that's, uh, again, uh, that kind of forward thinking, Mayor, is is what we have to have in order to to kind of to kind of catch up to what what some of our peers are at. I totally agree with you on that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And, and again, there's the. Uh, we we were talking about you know who who are we able to benchmark and she mentioned Dayton and you know I I know I know we're in the middle of COVID but is it part of your gig to and I know I'm I'm really all over the place today Mayor I'm, I apologize but is it part of your gig to kind of do some some like uh, benchmarking if you will and, and I know you did that in the in the in the banking industry where you'd say okay who's doing who's doing Who's doing best practice? How do we learn from them, you know, in, in, in making our our uh, space better? Is that if we get out of COVID, is that something that that you're up for? Absolutely. And I think we're even still trying to do that during COVID. If anything we can learn from another community, uh, it, it's helpful if it's similar in size to Erie and, yeah. you know, that sort of thing. But anything we can learn, you know, we, we'll implement it here if, if it makes sense and kind of fits into everything we're doing. You know, we do have our mission and vision, and, and I know we've talked about activating our vision, which has 26 measurable steps we want to take to improve Erie, and we'll, we'll continue to do that as we move forward. Uh, COVID-19, unfortunately, has gotten in our way a little bit, 
but believe me, we're still working on things and trying to move Erie forward. Yeah, it, it, it's um, I, I joke a lot that Erie is one of those places we might as well call us Missouri because we like to be the show me state. We want to we, we don't necessarily want to go out on a limb. So when you could say, hey, this worked in Dayton or this worked yeah. in Canton, uh, it goes uh, it goes a long way to uh, developing yes. your argument. Want to pivot to crime? We had uh, Chief Pizzarni on talking about that big, almost million-dollar project, Mayor, that uh, that he and Lori Pickens are working on, right out of the Justice Department. This is federal dollars yes. um, that uh, that they've identified. What is it? East Sixth to East Twenty Sixth. From Holland to Wayne, that center city focus, uh, and uh, I'd love for you to kind of weigh in on that because, again, we're gonna we're gonna try to do some community policing and some real strong connections with the community with that project. Yeah, yeah that we, we're very fortunate to get that. I don't know if you've heard, but Miss Pickens has resigned from her position, and uh, so that's kind of thrown us a curveball. And obviously, we want to get another good person in there. To actually run it, uh, and we hope hope to be able to implement it starting next year. I know there's a lot of work that's been done. The first year was kind of trying to plan what should we do, and uh, that's the area of Erie that needs it the most. We're hoping to use ARP money on the east side as well to to move things forward there. Uh, that really is where our focus needs to be. Uh, you know, I think it, unfortunately over many many years in the past, the east side's been ignored and. Uh, we're trying to turn that around and, and really that's our number one priority, particularly to get the Lower East Side up and running and make it a place people love to live, work and play. And they're not worried about being outside after dark or that sort of thing. Kind of a stabilizing it. And, uh, yes. um, you know, when we talked to the chief, uh, he, you know, he's like the Collins were working and then we couldn't do the Collins because of COVID. And now they're trying to get them back up and running. Um, and we, we talked a bit about gun violence uh, in, in the, uh, uh, there was like four things that they've identified in their research of what they needed to tackle with, with all of that. Yes. And um, you know, and the guns were definitely one of them. And it's like, um, you know, yes. do but I asked him, and, and I'd like to get your administrative, uh, you know, approach to this. Are we are we at where we can be with the number of, of officers on the police force, or can we grow this a little bit more? Uh, I, with the number of police we currently have, I feel that you know, I don't know that we can do much. We could maybe adjust our priorities, or but we are really, and again, this all needs to be approved by city council. We're not even ready to present to them on this, but. We want to use a substantial amount of the ARP money to hire some additional people to work in the police department. They may not all be officers. In fact, one of the most important groups we want to form again, which existed in the past, has been gone for at least 10 years now. But these would be people that respond to domestic violence mm. after the police have responded, you know, and made sure everything is calmed down and, you know, there's no danger there. Uh, this group, we, we, and we're, we're again still working through the details. Don't quote me on any of this, but yeah. I think we'd probably like to hire about nine additional people, three three to work together. And, and so we'd have people available 24 hours a day, seven days a week wow. to respond uh, to domestic violence. We have over 20 cases a day right now of domestic violence in Erie. You know, unfortunately, we had that 
killing of two people over on uh, Pittsburgh Avenue a few weeks ago, which was basically a situation like that. People couldn't get there in time to stop it, unfortunately. Uh, so that that is our one of our biggest problems right now, and we think this could make a big a big difference. Uh, and we are kind of preparing to go to council and say, here's so much of the art money we need. We'd like to hire. We, we want to hire some additional police officers for other things too with the art money, all related to trying to make Erie better and, and address issues here. Uh, not just they they won't be police out on the beat, you know, and that sort of thing. They'll be doing special tasks. Uh, so I'm really hopeful that we can do that. I'm excited about it, but we still have a lot of work to do to get our presentation together and then to get the buy-in of council to approve it. I'm hearing, I'm hearing from other municipalities. I'm talking to, uh, yep. uh, fortunately, uh, I didn't have to talk to you because you, you, you're you unopposed in the fall here. Uh, you're going to sail through your election in two okay. weeks. But uh, I, I'm talking to other municipalities, their candidates here, and there just seems to be a confusion of of what you're allowed to spend money with ARP for, uh, but you've got Kathy Rossick. She she knows that up and one side yep. down the other, doesn't she? Yeah, we we know how we're allowed to spend it right now. These aren't the final rules, but we can spend it that way now. They said in October they'd issue final rules. We haven't gotten anything oh. yet. When they do, if that changes, then going forward we'll have to go by the new rules. I don't expect there to be substantial changes, but there could be some changes in the new rules. So uh, we've spent about three, $3.1 million uh, of the 38 million we've received so far, uh, but we're moving forward slowly. As I, I might've mentioned early, earlier on the show, we, we, we hired a new director for the ARP funding and this person's full-time job will be, first of all, to put together a program that people can use to apply for funds and then she'll be leading the efforts of evaluating the funds. We're forming a, a, a committee uh, from the community that will be looking at the applications and making recommendations to us on what we should do, that sort of thing. We'll have members from all our existing committees on that group. Uh, and uh, we're, we're looking forward to moving forward as quickly as possible. We have a lot of work to do to prepare before we can move forward. Uh, I'm looking at uh, some of the, the stuff on the ARP, and certainly blight acquisition and remediation is on there, uh, along with the comprehensive housing program, public safety, and parks and public spaces. There's $31 million on your plan for that. That's that's the biggest chunk, uh, Mayor, yes. and um, and and a big big part of it is to transfer to the redevelopment authority for housing programs, and so. Uh, maybe that's that's what I've been noticing is that uh, that maybe redevelopment is saying, hey, we could spend it this way. Yes, absolutely. And there's a lot of matching funds they'll have available to, to, to make the amount they can do e even bigger. Uh, so I, I'm looking forward to, to what they do. They really make our neighborhoods better, cleaner, get rid of houses that you know can't be remodeled anymore, that sort of thing. Uh, so, um, yeah, it, it gets a really good thing, and I look forward to it. Yeah, um, and, and of course, there's the infrastructure. Then there's the, the you know, the, the catching up. You know, some people had uh, money that, you know, were shortfalls. And so that revenue loss is there, uh, negative economic impacts. And so you're helping out small businesses and entrepreneurs. And then uh, going after things like uh, homelessness and mental health and social determinants of health. Um, 
And again, uh, you're really hoping to get some advice on all that from the experts, it sounds like. Absolutely. And, and along that line, I'm really excited with what John Bookner and the Erie Downtown Partnership have done with the announcement we made yesterday yeah. about the they've hired four people that are going to walk the downtown streets, kind of pick up, keep it clean, but also build relationships, particularly with the homeless uh, in, in the community so that they don't get to a point where they're committing a crime to eat or to give them help and figuring out what to do and how to get their lives together. And uh, I've met with, we, they had four hired, one though took a different job and, and I met with the three recently that are still there and I've had great conversations with them and they want to, do, they want to make a difference. Uh, every one of them, and, and two of them are younger African-Americans, one a woman, one a, one a man. Mayor, I want to continue a conversation about blight, and uh, we got a report out. And this came out to, to us in the media on last uh, ten, 10 days ago, on the 5th, right? And yeah. so it's talking about the condition of housing. And we got a little bit of um, – a little uh, inkling of all this, not much of a little inkling, a big inkling of this. When Charles Buki issued his refocused Erie, Erie refocused report about you know four thousand blighted properties, um, this report comes. I think it's out of the redevelop. Is it the redevelopment authority or race? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Redevelopment authority, city. Okay, and they're talking about that in citywide. We have forty one hundred excellent houses, thirteen thousand four hundred good houses. 7,600 average houses, but uh, what's considered poor and unsound uh, are 3,100 poor and 427 unsound properties. And so when you hear about this, do we have to get rid of the unsound at least, the 427 generally? Yeah, we either have to get rid of them or bring them up to making them – excellent or at least excellent or good again. Uh, and that, that that can be done. There are some developers in Erie that I know are kind of working on that rather than tearing houses down, they're trying to fix them up. There is a point where it's just, it costs so much more to fix them up that it does just tear them down and build a new one that, that we'll do that as well. Yeah. But we do, you know, Erie lost about 40,000 people since I was, uh, with, about 20 years old, say back right. in uh, 1970 or so. Mm-hmm. We, uh, we had 40,000 more people living here and 12th Street was a job heaven. You could get a good family sustaining job. My first job when I was 19 was, I was a chipper in, in Condu Corporation, which is a factory at 12th and Raspberry. And uh, I went in one summer, it was a summer job between my time in college. And I earned enough in one summer working that job to pay for my fall and spring semesters at Gannon. That's incredible. I enjoyed enjoyed the job so much. I had a great relationship with the workers. It was kind of like, you know, they they would forge aluminum castings. When they cooled down, they would come to me. I would chip the excess aluminum off. Then they'd go to the next guy in the assembly line or woman, and they would uh, put the threading on or whatever whatever it is. And that was such a great job that I enjoyed so much. I stayed on part-time when I went back to school and, you know, earned even more money. Uh, Those kind of jobs went away they don't even exist anymore that's all automated now so we need to bring the jobs of the future into erie which some of that is already going on but we need to do more of it yeah i i'm i'm interested in this these costs 
to remediate blight. So basically, they're saying the cost uh, to the redevelopment authority to move one property to blight and to acquire and demolish is nineteen thousand three forty. So basically, twenty grand a property. And I'm thinking, geez, I mean, you can buy. Uh, things show up on the MLS for less than that. Yeah, and that's not even rebuilding a home there. That's just no. making the disabled one and getting rid of it. Yes. So, uh, so, uh, so you there's a proposal out there, fifteen million dollars. And if I look at the next report yes. that was sent to us, uh, it kind of de- it kind of delineates what we would be able to do. And if yes. I if my if I'm correct here, it's basically. We're looking at spending about fifteen million and one point eight for blight acquisition, uh, uh, blight and acquisition, new production two point two million, uh, rental investments two point three million, housing rehab loans for three million, and then minority contractors loan for half a million, and healthy homes grant three point two million, home ownership incentive grant uh, almost a million there, and housing and small business preservation grant. And, and this would, uh, after three years, it would mean 85 uh, demo, demolitions or blighted homes are repaired. That's an awful uh, – <laughs> are we are we getting a, enough out of that those dollars? Well, I, I, I know these are realistic uh, uh, goals that are set and dollars that are set to, to, to accomplish it. I, uh, I, I had a conversation about an hour ago with uh, – a local company and I don't want to share yeah who are, sure but then they are looking to uh, contribute money to efforts like this in Erie and so I'm trying to put them in touch with Aaron Snipper I couldn't get a hold of Aaron I just didn't have time yeah. between the conversation and this but uh, I think this group if based on what I know and Aaron knows a lot more about exactly what he needs and how he needs to do it but I believe that group may be able to increase the amount that we're spending. If, if, if about 15 million of it is ARP funding, they may be able to contribute several million. And that might get us, maybe that would get us up to at least a hundred additional. Right. I mean, obviously, as you indicated, there's uh, about three, about, about 3,500 homes that need this kind of attention. Uh, and we're, we're taking a step in the right direction. I think since I've been there, we've done about 20 a year. Uh, which is up a little bit from the way it had been before because we did get some additional money. From yeah, I the thought we were closer to 40 year. Is that not accurate? You, you, okay. you might be right. Uh, yeah. Did you interview somebody that told you that? Well, I thought, that- I thought that's what we, where we were at between county land bank money and, you know, and well, money that, that would we be had. the whole county probably. It's all county. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. just talking about the city. Gotcha. Yeah. I, I, okay. So this is going to, I'm just going to say this question. Uh, Your opponent in 2017 said thousand houses in a thousand days. So I'm, I'm just trying to thread this needle of, of if, you know, if we're, if we're identifying almost 4,000 homes, even now in 2021, uh, Buki identified it in 2018 that we had four to 6,000 distress homes. Um, I, I don't see how, Unless we do like a full court press, and you know that you know you know you know that analogy from your basketball days. I mean, how do we get to 
the the real desire of of the neighborhoods because when when Chief Spizarni and his crew interviewed people in that in that uh, community crime neighborhood from six to twenty six they their number four. Uh, issue was blighted homes. They're yeah. super concerned about the amount of blight and and just what it does to their neighborhoods and their own housing values. Yes. Well, I think the way we get there won't be the city doing it. Uh, I know there's a number of private contractors that are doing that sort of thing in Erie. Uh, a lot of those properties come up for sale for re relatively cheap uh, that people can buy. So what we need to do is do as much as we can but also get others uh non non-governmental entities to take that kind of action and i know there are people doing that there's contractors that are doing it the sections of the city for instance uh the group on the lower east side the uh what's that called servery and uh the best the best, best folks yeah yeah, yeah bayfront east side task mm -hmm. force they've got like 20 houses over the last couple of years that they've done that kind of thing with, and they just take the bad house down and they put in nice grass. They usually put a fence around it and then it's available for sale to somebody. Sometimes a neighbor will buy it. And I'm, I'm, inter I'm interested in knowing if there's anything that's on the books, uh, ordinances and so on, that would be a hindrance for somebody to come in and say, look, this is this this property has been identified from all of the powers that be, whether it's race, planning department, or whatever, this is a problem property. We're going to let somebody swoop in, get it for a song, and get it get it down to dirt so that so that we can you know start really making a move. Is are there hindrances within the code or within the 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 structure of how the city works that could be stopping um, the successful removal of blight? Yeah, I think there are things that, that make it harder, uh, particularly you know, depending on who owns the property. You know, it, it takes years to get a property, property sold, uh, and it has to be for unpaid taxes. And a lot of people will let their taxes go a couple of years, and then when they go up for sale, they pay the first year that they didn't pay, and now they got another year. To, you know, so it's, uh, there are definitely a lot of things in the way of moving forward as quickly as we'd like. Here's, but, a, here's an Itali idea. Okay. okay. <laughs> ARP money for really beefing up code enforcement because that's how you would win. Honestly, you, you we could probably go by your house or my house and say that's not code, that's not code. I mean, if you wanted oh. to if you wanted to be nitpicky, yeah. you could find stuff. I would yeah. imagine on these homes that uh that they're qualifying as uh as uh poor or unsound, there's a ton of code enforcement that would need to be done that yes. would that would speed things up if if like we basic and i'm not i'm not saying we need uh you know jack booted uh thugs you know going <laughs> through the the neighborhood but i just you know to me this is one of the one of the things that uh has tentacles that go to crime that go yeah. to uh property values that go to uh despair in a community Yes, it is. A, unfortunately, it's a legal process and it's a legal process that takes a long time and there's a lot of hitches along the way of, of doing it. Yeah. Well, I, I appreciate you taking the time with me on this. Um, sure. uh, so what what is the status of this proposal from the race, the Redevelopment Authority of the City of Erie? It, this has to go in front of 
council? Yes. Or have you signed off on it already? Or I, I like it. I'd like to see it happen. I'm, I'd be encouraging council to, to move forward. We did have a meeting with council. My understanding is some council people want more details. Uh, we gave them, you know, the, the documents you're looking at, they, they had to review in, in, in the meeting. Uh, but we'll have another meeting with them if we need to, for sure. Uh, we're, we're hoping to get most of the, the first uh, 38 million that we've received. Uh, by the end of this year, we'd like to have that allocated for different things. Okay. Uh, and we're definitely learning as we go about this. And, uh, you know, what, what kind of we have planned right now could change as we learn more and get different ideas and things. Uh, and we'll get that additional 38 million probably about the middle of next year. We'll be taking applications for that money uh, as soon as as soon as that process starts. You're about to experience a bit of a shakeup on council uh, by yes. the first of January, yes. uh, where at least three councilmen or women would be absolutely new. If Liz Allen gets reelected, she'd be the only uh, incumbent, as far as That's I remember. Right. Uh, right. That that could slow things down too, as as people are getting up to speed, right? Yeah. One of the things I plan to do is try to start building relationships with uh, the, the three new ones, at least the three new ones that that lead. I've got a good relationship with current council. You know, one of the things we started to do at the beginning of, of COVID-19 last year was have a weekly meeting with them just to update them on what was going on. It was kind of COVID focused at first, but we really expanded it now and we're going to continue that weekly meeting. There's no debate. There's no decisions made in that meeting. It's just every department comes to it, presents what they were working on for the last week. And we'll obviously start to include the three new ones as soon as they're elected. We're not going to wait for them to actually be sworn in next January. Uh, and I, I plan personally, I plan personal one on one meetings with them just to start building a good relationship, because that's, I think, what's important. I'm not going to tell them what to do. I'll, I might make recommendations and that sort of thing, but I'm going to respect their opinion as well. And if we, I want to have a good relationship when they take office. Last five minutes with the mayor, Joe Schember. Uh, like I was saying, we're having these conversations with the, these candidates for the township supervisors. And one of the things that has come up, uh, again, uh, they have a huge issue in the county with the volunteer fire departments and, and making sure they, they have folk personnel available for their medical calls and for their regular calls and so on. One of the things I'm hearing about is mutual aid to the city. What are you hearing from your uh, command, uh, your command team at the fire department as far as being able to cover our own medical calls and our own fire calls in the city? Uh, I think we're, we're doing a very good job with that. Uh, we also help outside the city when when asked to. Sure. Uh, the problem there is uh, often they wait too long to ask for help. By the time we get there, the building's basically gone, and we can't do anything to help try to try to preserve it. I, I would like over time to build a much better relationship with the surrounding volunteer fire departments. Uh, maybe even at some point, and this is kind of brainstorming, but just have this we have six firehouses uh four of them are on city borders with mill creek basically in the east and west mm -hmm. and uh we can easily provide very quick responses maybe we can come up with a way to be working together i know it, it's the volunteer fire departments are having trouble with staff right now 
as because everybody in the country is in the city in the country is having trouble with staff. Uh, but th that's a serious problem with volunteer fire departments. And you know, I'm hoping we can work out a, a relationship with the surrounding municipalities, maybe to, to work together. And our fire department is pretty busy. They do great work. They have usually 100 to 200 calls a week that they're responding to. And the majority of them are people that have a medical problem. And our fire department is always the first people there. Right. I had an experience with that personally. I, I rode along uh, with an ambulance one after for an afternoon a couple of weeks ago, just to kind of see what that was like. And it was a great experience. But one of the calls we had was on the Lower East Side for an individual that uh, had stopped breathing. And when we got there, the fire department was already there, the city fire department, and they were working and working on this guy. The, uh, when I got there, the, that team then kind of took over, but the fire department was still involved in helping and doing things. I even helped with just holding a couple of things in that. Wow. Uh, they worked on it for another 25 minutes. And then uh, they called the coroner. They basically said, wow. he's still not breathing. They've been working on him over a half an hour. They said, cover him up and, you know, wow. you're not going to revive him at this point. And that was a, that was an incredible moving experience. Mm -hmm. But I was amazed to see how the city fire department and the ambulance service worked together to try to save this life. Yeah. Uh, and, and again, uh, that that whole basic life support, advanced life support that uh, that they have their roles as 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 a, as, a, as the the rescue truck roles and then the EMTs or the, the yeah. paramedics role uh, it's it's remarkable uh you mayor go right. ahead i was just gonna say i could see the impact on our mm -hmm. firefighters of yeah trying to save this life and not being successful at doing it that's tough uh, i think they were probably down for several days afterwards yeah i'm down to my last minute or so uh lerda uh, any any news that way lerda has just been really slow lately yeah okay. we're we're still over uh 91 million in new lerda but we've been there for a couple months now uh, I'm not sure why, and of course we're heading into a season where there's typically not a lot of construction. I was really hoping we'd get to at least 100 million there pretty quickly. We got over 90 million in the first two years. Now right. we're in the beginning of the third year. The I the materials are really expensive, and it's really hard yes. to find people to work. And so Absolutely. you really can't blame the uh, the contractors for being slow right now. Um, the, once we get COVID yeah. under control, I think yeah. it'll pick back up in the spring. That's what I'm that's what I'm hoping for. I when guess. you th when you think about it, Mary, you've got IHAC is finished for Gannon. You've got the Hagen building at Erie Insurance that's finished. You've, yes, you you know you've got uh, Pete Zamfris who's really rocking and rolling. Oh. You know, on 12th Street. I mean, there's yes. Marquette is done. I mean, that was yeah. a big job. I mean, so a lot of the stuff that we've been talking about the last two years, they, they've yeah. done their grand openings. They've done their yeah. ribbon cuttings, you know. And the four blocks north of Perry Square, the east and west Perry Square, there's a lot of work going on there. And I think that new dining hall uh, across from uh, Perry Square West, is going to open later this month from the, or maybe mid-november yeah and there's going to be like 11 uh vendors there and uh it's, those four blocks are going to transform downtown erie major development major work on richford arms and then there's the three blocks that the edc is doing right around it so yeah i i think uh one of the things that your team is going to have to concern themselves with is the infrastructure underneath the ground i mean this whole penelec uh yeah. this Penelec blow up uh 10th in state yeah. 
that that put a hurt on a lot of downtown businesses. It did. I had many complaints about it, and it, yes, uh, we're, we're meeting with Penelope next week just to kind of talk it through. <laughs> yes. Yes. Good for you. Use that bully pulpit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Mayor Joe Schember, always a pleasure to have you on, sir. Thank you much, Joe. I appreciate it. You've been listening to The Joel Natale Show, Erie, Pennsylvania's daily podcast from TalkErie.com. Subscribe to our show on your favorite podcatcher and get involved by emailing joel at TalkErie.com. <laughs>